Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast and your Chats Audio Experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back with episode 37 of the Game Plan Pod. Really appreciate you guys sticking around for another week as we are this close, this close to the 2021 NFL season. The New York Jets take on the Carolina Panthers this coming Sunday in Carolina um, against former Jet Sam Darnold, former Jet Robbie Anderson, among others. So we'll break, uh, we'll go into that uh, game breakdown as well as touch on a topic that I completely forgot about. Um, Last week, Chris Herndon traded to the Minnesota Vikings. I can't believe I didn't mention it in last week's podcast episode. I didn't really get much feedback from it, but um, I know I just messed up. So um, just wanted to touch on that and my thoughts on the trade. I know it's a little late, but still, you know, uh, I think it's obviously a huge trade for this organization, getting back a fourth-round pick for a guy like Herndon, who was a fourth-round pick himself. And, um, you know, the rookie year stood out. Um, obviously uh, had some off-the-field issues. Um and also got injured that 2019 season, came back fully healthy in 2020 and really couldn't establish himself in, uh, in that Adam Gase scheme, who could. Um, but, you know, the way things broke for Herndon these past few years just haven't worked his way. So, I mean, a fresh start for him in the Jets organization, I think, was in the cards. Um, just, you know, leading up to leading up to this offseason, leading up to the 2021 season. I mean, it was kind of a surprise trade, you know. Uh, the Vikings, of course, with Irv Smith out with injury, were looking for a tight end. Joe Douglas reiterated that the Vikings were, um, they were really, uh, you know, um, aggressive in their approach to get Chris Herndon. And I think Douglas, who, you know, only deals guys for the right compensation, found a, you know, Byron Herndon. And he, uh, he gave him up for a fourth-round pick, and I think it was a good trade for the Jets. I believe the Jets also paid um, some of his salary, which he's not getting paid uh, too much NFL-wise, um, and also threw in a sixth-round pick, I believe. So all in all, good for, good trade for the Jets, good trade for Hernan as well, really a win-win in this situation. But, you know, I uh, wish Hernan the best in the future. But without further ado, we can get into this week's matchup, New York Jets versus Panthers. I do have a new article coming out on the Jet Press uh, in the coming days regarding the Jets and Panthers and just scouting the Carolina Panthers overall and, um, you know, seeing some of their weaknesses, seeing where some of the Jets uh, match up well against Carolina. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how the defensive line fares against a really depleted Carolina offensive line who wasn't good before their offensive guard got injured, John Miller, um, over this past weekend. Um, he Sorry, he didn't actually get injured um he was put on COVID, the COVID list. Uh, I believe he tested positive for COVID-19. He's out for 10 days. Um, so he will miss the uh, their home opener um, against the Jets. But, you know, the Jets, they're going to take advantage of it, right? They have Quinn Williams, you know, guys like Sheldon Rankins, John Franklin Myers, all, you know, in the interior, exterior defensive line. I think they should, you know, completely wreak havoc over a depleted Panther, Panthers offensive line, frankly. And, you know, it'll be really interesting to see Donald, you know, perform off platform. We haven't seen him play you know, since last season, and it'll it'll be really weird to see him on the other side of the field. Um, you know, I mean, totally different coaching staff, really a lot of different players on this team, but still, you know, from a fan perspective, watching Darnold this Sunday is going to be a little odd. But, you know, you wish the guy the best. He's a good guy, Darnold. Um, you know, going going uh, past his first game, right? You, you you don't want him to perform too well this first game. You want him to perform probably bad um, against the Jets, right? You want him to secure this W. But I will give my score prediction at the end of this episode, um, as well as some other season predictions that I think are pretty relevant to the conversation. But without further ado, um, Zach Wilson, 
the Jets did name captains today, so, you know, uh, Zach Wilson, Corey Davis, um, Florenzo Fadokasi, CJ Mosley, and Justin Hardy, um, and the coaching staff and players will name um, another, I believe actually just the coaching staff will name another player on special teams uh, every week. Uh, they'll transition that last sixth player. Um but yeah, I mean, really cool to see Zach um, get a get a captain role in his first in his first year um, in the NFL. I mean, not, you don't see a lot of players really get that quarterback wise. I mean, you know, you see a lot of quarterbacks get the captain role, of course, but um, the rookie season very rare for uh, quarterbacks around the league and Jets quarterbacks. I believe the Jet Press Twitter account Justin Freed put out today that um, Zach Wilson was the first rookie quarterback on the Jets to get it since. I'm pretty sure they just started doing this thing. So I'm pretty sure he's the first one to get in his rookie year for the Jets. And I mean, it it, it speaks volumes. Um, you know, throughout this entire offseason, throughout this entire training program, we've heard nothing but great things about the Jets culture and new organization heading into the season. But guys like Zach Wilson, who can like constantly just preach this all gas, no break mentality and staying late, staying like after hours, just putting in the work. That's the guy who you want to name captain moving forward. And I think the Jets did a great job. I think they named some great captains. I mean, Fuller, Fully Fadokasi, for example, you know, for first first year captain for the Jets, he played his tail off these past couple of years with the Jets. And I think he deserves this role more than anybody. Um, you know, he's played up to the standard of, you know, playing like a Jet. And I think he he, he definitely deserves it. And uh, really cool to see him get it. And of course, Mosley and Corey Davis, who's taken on this, you know, monumental leadership role from a guy who's been, was quiet in Tennessee and didn't make a lot of noise to a guy who's now really embracing this number one role in New York. And it's really, really awesome to see Corey um, really step up and take this leadership role, even though he isn't the loudest in the room. Um, you know, and that proves, you know, you, you can teach through, you can motivate through your actions rather than your words. And I think a lot of, you know, Marcus May, uh, who actually didn't get voted um, captain this year, was a captain in 2020. You know, he, he's another guy who really doesn't use his voice, but really, um, you know, preaches excellence through his play. And we've seen that with him. He's an above average strong safety, starting safety in the NFL. And hopefully uh, he could ball out this year along with Corey and this entire Jets squad. So without further ado, I do have some questions to get into a mailbag, mini mailbag today. Um, so first one here is from, I'll just shout them out, Jets underscore wire. Love your page. Um, who will be the captains? Just named them. So you can go back, check them out there. Um, so let's go ahead and go to at Andy football. What do you think the outlook is for sacks on the defensive line now without Lawson? Um, Carl Lawson, that is the Jets did pick up Shaq Lawson in a trade with the Houston Texans. Um, it, there's going to be a difference, right? You, you can see, I'm not sure the exact number uh, projected for the Jets. I, I didn't really do that math, but you know, Lawson, Carl Lawson would have gave you, he, he was on track for, I really do believe a double, a double digit sack season. And I think, you know, a guy like Shaq Lawson might give you 3.5, 4.5 in a season. Um, I'm not sure if that's being a little pessimistic or a little optimistic. I really have to see the guy play a game, um, in this scheme. I really don't know what he's bringing to the green and white overall, but, um, you know, Shaq Lawson, he's not going to completely fill the shoes of Carl Lawson, right? Um, not many expectations for a guy who's just coming in here via trade, traded for a sixth round pick, you know, he's going to exceed, I think, Jets fans expectations pretty quickly because I think they're setting the bar decently low, but, um, I think you're going to miss out on eight or nine sacks um, with this defensive line. 
It could be more because Carl's impact doesn't only affect himself, right? Guys like Quinn Williams and Sheldon Rankins would have benefited nicely from a guy like Carl Lawson playing on the outside, but it's just unfortunate. Um, the injury, the timing of the injury, uh, the way the injury happened, a freak thing. Um, but, you know, we got to move on. Season's almost here in four days. Uh, recording this on a Wednesday night, as I always do. So, you know, you move on. You, you get what you get. Um, and I think Shock Lawson will be will be good in this scheme. I mean, he's pumped up to be a Jet, right? He, he was pumped up to leave Houston. I mean, that, that you know, that organization isn't doing very well right now. But, um, you know, guys wanting to come to the Jets is just a breath of fresh air from these previous regimes and these previous years. I mean, you know, anyone who wants to come to the Jets, have it be Bryce Petty again, you know, maybe not. Um, next question here is from uh, at underscore Dilfy, uh, Dilflyfy. Um, biggest potential besides Wilson for a breakout year this year? Really good question, and I think Wilson is certainly in that conversation. But you, you can you can name another guy, right? You could put another guy like John Franklin Myers, even though last year, you know, could have been considered his breakout campaign, quote unquote. But um, I think John Franklin Myers is going to do really well in this scheme, and I think he could see who knows, right? I mean, he could see double digit sacks. You want to say you want to be optimistic, but I mean. You know, it's hard to say some of these guys. I mean, he played well. I believe he was third in pressure rating last year um, behind some of the big guys like Aaron Donald and Co. So, you know, you hope to see that guy take the next step. I'm trying to think of another breakout candidate that the Jets currently have. I mean, you know, Elijah Moore, right? I mean, rookie phenom Elijah Moore in training camp. Rookie training camp star um, will make his debut on Sunday. Um he could, he, he he can maybe make some noise. Who knows? Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll pick Elijah Moore for that, even though he's a rookie. Um, I think he's made enough noise in training camp to warrant that kind of respect and warrant that kind of expectation. Um, although he is a rookie, and the Jets have plenty of weapons on the offensive offensive side of the football, and I believe they'll be you know running the ball a lot this year and this and that. So, um, just those two questions right now. Those three questions. Um, I will be back certainly next week. Um, to recap the Jets and Panthers. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for me. If you enjoyed this episode of the Game Plan Podcast, make sure you drop a like and subscribe to the Game Plan Pod. Make sure you leave a positive rating if you are listening on Apple. I really appreciate you all sticking around for this episode. Make sure you follow my Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, and read some of my stuff on the Jet Press. A preview article should be coming very, very soon. So appreciate you guys sticking around. Have fun on Sunday and I'm out.